You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the 415ers podcast, coming at you three times a week, as always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy, of course, encouraging you, as always, to download, rate, and subscribe. Five stars are much appreciated. Mark, how are you doing? Middle of the week as the Niners get set for their trip to Mexico uh, to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm doing well. We we here on the 415ers, of course, in San Francisco. The Niners, though, already in Colorado. They're no, they're not, they're not playing the Broncos again. They are just getting ready for the Mexico City elevation. So they're practicing this week in Colorado, uh, getting ready for that elevation. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for another episode of the 415ers. Excited for another primetime 49er game on Monday night. This time should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they're actually, it's like in Colorado Springs, right? They're practicing around the Air Force area, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, John Lynch, who played a lot of his uh, his career in Denver, might be happy to go out there with the team. Kyle Shanahan, I'm sure, spent a lot of time in Denver under his dad, Mike, who was the head yeah. coach for the Broncos. Uh, excited to be there as well. And we are excited to be coming at you, as always, on the 415ers. Uh, so where we want to start today, Mark, is kind of where we picked up at the tail end of Monday's reaction episode to the 22-16 win over the Chargers. 49ers are now uh, 5-4. They're above 500. They have back-to-back wins for the first time. Um, But one thing that sort of stood out that I felt was the most critique-worthy part of the game was the lack or inability to cash in in the red zone. And as you kind of pointed out on the episode and as we've been talking about it in between pods, like it wasn't just the fact that the Niners got into the twenties, but it's the fact that they were down to the 10 to the five yard line. They were basically knocking on the door on five different trips to the red zone within the 10 yard line. And they came away with only two touchdowns and three field goals. And something that Kyle Shanahan, I, I don't, I don't consider him necessarily a combative a uh, press conference person, but he is certainly like inquisitive. If you ask him a question, he'll sometimes kind of take a second, maybe ask a follow-up, try and figure out why you're asking this because someone asked him, I, I believe it was Eric Branch of the San Francisco Chronicle asked him, you know, if what, like why they weren't clicking in the red zone, basically. And Kyle Shanahan's response was, well, if we had scored three touchdowns instead of kicking three field goals, we would have over 30 points and we would have been clicking. But the fact remains they only had 22 on the board. They set up for three field goals. Did, did you feel like even just watching the game that the red zone offense was sort of struggling for San Francisco? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you could say it didn't. I mean, you got into the red zone 
five times and you scored two touchdowns and those field goals that you settled for were, you know, really close to the end. And as you mentioned, like not all red zone appearances are created equal. Like you get to the 19 yard line, the drive stalls there. That's different than when you get down to the two, like those are not the same thing. And I think when you consider all of the success that the 49ers had offensively, I mean, we talked about it a lot last episode, just, from a box score perspective, final score aside, it was a dominant 49ers win. I mean, the the number of yards that they gained, all the first downs they got, the time of possession. I mean, everything except for the score pointed towards a blowout win and a lot of points scored for the 49ers. So I think it's not only the number of drives. It's not only where those drives stalled, again, generally inside the 10, even inside the five. Uh, it's also just the ease with which they move the ball for most of that game up until that point, up until they got in goal to go situations. I think it's it's certainly more than fair to say that that red zone offense was not working very well. And, and maybe the red zone offense isn't even specific enough. Maybe it's specifically the goal to go offense once you get within 10 yards. And generally, that's where it gets more difficult. I mean, you have... Uh, less space to work with you know it's it's a shorter more compact field at that moment you can't stretch the defense out as much um but still you should be scoring more than than two of, of uh, five trips into the red zone so you mentioned eric branch asking the question i think certainly a very fair question and uh, yeah the offense did well overall had a really good game when you you know don't consider those those red zone mishaps uh and i think you know that that overall success of the offense probably makes you wonder or, or maybe notice the red zone struggle is more because it was really the one area that the offense just did not quite do that well. Well, especially with, I, I think both of the, the drives that were really on the door that drew the most critique from fans, from, from media members was the final in front of me that well the first drive of the game. And then the final drive of the game yeah. when they end up, picking up like, you know, four first downs on the first drive. They go 14 plays, 67 yards. They take up seven and a half minutes right out of the gate. Quintessential 49ers drive. They run the ball. They convert on third downs. They shove the ball right down the Chargers throat after giving up a touchdown on defense. And then instead of going up to tie the game, you know, I don't think I necessarily disagree with the decision to take the points that early. But I think what people had issue with was the third down call, which was just kind of a shotgun give to McCaffrey without any sort of juice in the backfield. When the Chargers, even though they hadn't lost the defensive lineman they did uh, throughout the game, they're pretty weak up front. And it just seemed like that was a chance for San Francisco early on in the game to establish, like, we're here, we're going to run the ball. And they certainly did throughout the game. Uh, 40 rushes, Kyle Shanahan 8-0 and now in his time with San Francisco when they do that. Um, so it obviously works. It turns into results, but there was just so many chances for them to extend and separate themselves from a Chargers team that was like asking, just almost begging to be put away. And I mean, in the second half, you get the ball at the what six yard line after a you know downs by the Chargers with a minute seventeen left. You basically run you know three plays. You don't get too much further at all uh or sorry you get down from the six pardon me from the eight to the two yard line and of course that's where kyle shanahan opts to not go for it on fourth down it's as much as like the ineffectiveness within that 10 five yard range as well as also like i 
I, I'm just not sure where I, I see Kyle Shanahan on the aggression scale because like he he had a chance to go for it on both fourth downs and to me made maybe one correct decision, but the other, it just doesn't really make any sense. Like it, it how like the identity, the identity of this team is defense first and running. And there's an incongruity right now to me between the play calling and what the team's strengths are. Like I would hope that if Kyle Shanahan's in another position like that at the end of the game, I know he said they, they moved back from the one to the two, otherwise they would have gone forward on fourth down. But like, to me, that's, that, like that's an opportunity for you to basically put the game away, something you haven't done because you can't cash in in the red zone to that point. Like there's absolutely absolutely an issue there that the 49ers need to address because there's going to be some teams, unlike the Chargers, that are not banged up, that if you let them hang around are going to make you pay for settling for field goals. And one of those teams might even be this upcoming Monday night against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals team that has had your number in recent regular seasons. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I want to play out your scenario there for a moment. So end of the game after that Chargers turnover on downs, you're up by three. What, about a minute left? Um, Chargers are using all their timeouts. So they'll have no timeouts left with the ball, whether they get it after a field goal, whether they get it after a touchdown, whether they get it after a turnover on downs, if you go for it or not. So let's let's play out one, okay, how it actually happened. The field goal is up and good. Niners up by six. Chargers ball from the 25-yard line. They need to touchdown us. They need to go 75 yards, assuming a touchback back to the 25-yard line. They need to go 75 yards to win the game, or at the very least force overtime. If you go for it on fourth down, and let's just assume you don't get it, because that's the risk you run. You're still up by three points. Chargers have the ball at the two-yard line. They need to get only in field goal range now. So what? You need to say they need to get to the 35-yard line to have a a 52-yard field goal attempt? They need to move the ball about 63 yards down the field. So if you're looking just at well, but yards, remember also Dicker earlier in the game barely put a 47 yard field goal true. through the post. Like that—that's that's your true. backup. That's the backup kicker on the other side. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. And you know, there's certainly a challenge in moving the ball from the two that isn't there for moving the ball from the 25. That's certainly part of it as well. But my only point is, I think that the the risk reward you know, whichever way you play it out is relatively similar. And I could make the case that, you know, me kicking the field goal, uh, making it a six point lead is also trusting my defense because I trust my defense to keep them out of the end zone. I mean, I think that could be part of it as well. I, I, I agree with you. I think the, the first one, uh, you know, in the first quarter, their first possession is certainly more clearly, <clears throat> excuse me, the right decision to take the points at that point of the game. I think the one uh, you know, at the end of the game that we're talking about here is a little more a gray area for me personally. Um, but I also agree with you, something you said earlier, kind of about the the aggression, maybe not necessarily on fourth down, but earlier in drives. Um, I mean, you mentioned the third and goal from the two, and it was simply a, a shotgun snap and a handoff uh, to Christian McCaffrey. 
Before that, interestingly enough, it was second and goal from the nine out of the shotgun. Debo Samuel was lined up on the left hip of, uh, uh, pardon me, of Garoppolo. McCaffrey on the right hip, and they moved McCaffrey in motion from the right behind Jimmy Garoppolo around to the left to bring a defender with him. They then hand it off to Debo, and he has a nice seven-yard gain up to the two, setting up that third and goal from the two-yard line, where they then ran a very similar play. It was McCaffrey in the backfield in a shotgun for Garoppolo. Debo Samuel was lined up in the slot to the right. He comes in motion right to left, bringing a defender with him, and they hand it off to Christian McCaffrey, who, again, gets nothing, and they ultimately kick the field goal. So maybe the the, the issue, at least in my opinion, might not be the, the decision or or – you know, the decision to go for it or not on fourth down, but it's maybe that you essentially ran the same play on third or pardon me on second and third down third and goal. Uh, just, you know, you handed it off to McCaffrey instead of Debo. I mean, it was really the same exact play with the formation, the two guys involved in the play McCaffrey and Debo one got one carry one got the other. I think the issue maybe is more so how you're calling those plays leading up to a potential fourth down decision rather than, the actual fourth down decision itself. Whether it's the decision, whether it's the play calling, I don't think it's unfair to say that the 49ers are not clicking in the red zone. And it wasn't just against the Chargers. They've been in the red zone 31 times this year. They have converted 17 of those opportunities into touchdowns. That's about 55% that it's pretty middle of the pack in the NFL, technically on the bottom half of that side of the league. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they're also 18th in total points scored. And that's a Chargers team that even though they are advertised as explosive due to their quarterback, they also are pretty middle of the pack when it comes to points scored this year because of their lack of weapons right now. So that's a team where you're not necessarily expecting them to, to maybe score 24 against you or whatever their average is. They scored below that. But if there's a team that you're facing in the future that can put up points, and that can cash in in red zone opportunity and red zone trips, you are going to have to do that as well. And so I don't really understand Kyle Shanahan refuting the fact that his red zone offense was not clicking because to me, it was very clear that it was. I understand there's five trips to the red zone, but if you get on the doorstep of your opponent and you have a chance to put them away early, I know they fell behind technically, you know, seven nothing out of the gate, but they get their first crack on offense and they get a chance to score, that's a chance you should convert into a touchdown because there are going to be teams that you play in the future, maybe during the regular season, maybe in the playoffs, but at some point down the line that are going to make you pay for turning two-yard line opportunities in the red zone into field goals. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, it's something that this team absolutely needs to be to be better at. They were you know, the, the, their numbers throughout the years have kind of fluctuated. They haven't, you know, they've they've more often than not been a middle of the pack red zone offense than a good one. Interestingly enough, kind of just looking at the numbers and, and doing some number crunching, you mentioned they're about 55% converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns, which again is right around middle of the pack, a little towards the bottom half. Uh, at home, interestingly enough, they have an absolutely disgusting 37 and a half percent, you know, conversion rate from red zone into touchdowns at home, sub 40 percent on the road. They're up over 73 percent. So just 
an absolutely wild number there. I, I have no clue what that means. I think it's probably more just a relatively small sample size, and they've had. So you're saying they're choke the- artists at home? <laughs> Somehow I mean, the they fans don't like are being, to score for the Levi faithful. <laughs> the, the fans are being too loud down there in one of the corners of the end zone. They're not letting their offense think and and uh, you know think in silence. I, I don't know what's they, going. They got to go to a silent count. I think that's what we've discovered at this point at home. Oh, just like the Rams down in SoFi, huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Especially with all those powder blue Chargers jerseys, every one per section that was just <laughs> deafening at Levi's Stadium. Yeah. So I, I don't know what what to make of that i think just in general they they need to be better home or away clearly i mean the numbers suggest that they're pretty good uh on the road right now interestingly enough i mean if you extrapolated that 73 percent conversion rate the niners have on the road if you just looked at that as maybe their entire season's worth of uh turning red zone appearances into touchdowns that would rank them third best in the nfl behind only tennessee and kansas city so uh they're certainly capable of it. It's just they've had games, uh, specifically at home for some reason, like this one on Sunday, where they just uh, they can't quite punch it in. Shanahan probably is a little more conservative than other teams would be in those, you know, fourth and goal scenarios. Part of that is because he doesn't have a star quarterback uh, like a, a Patrick Mahomes, like a Josh Allen, like even a Jalen Hurts. Uh, but still, uh, I, I think they can be better leading up to that fourth down to avoid a fourth down entirely and and get it into the end zone earlier. 